Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Okay, friends, I'm coming to you from my car. Yes, I'm sitting and talking into a microphone in the Walmart parking lot. I decided when I began doing this work and helping other women that I'm going to create this business in a way that works with my life so that it doesn't get heavy or feel like a big burden. Um, I Because I love doing this and I love all the work that I do inside of Gravy Mom's Haven. But my family and my kids come first and I do the business and the work around what works with them. So I'm sitting in my car and recording and I'm excited to chat with you today about the topic when others in your life don't let you grieve. As a reminder, if you leave a review for this podcast and send a picture of it to hello at meganhillica.com, you'll be entered into a giveaway for a $100 Amazon gift card that I will draw every 50 reviews. So can you please go leave a review, especially if you like this podcast and you listen in weekly? I would greatly appreciate it. And you also get the chance to win $100. So let's dive into this topic. This is a very sensitive topic and it's a very fine line that each of us has to navigate in our own lives. And I want to try cover it from a few different perspectives. And I also want you to get present with what's true and real for you in your life and like take, as I always say, take what works for you and leave the rest. Like seriously, you do not, not everything will work for you. Not everything will work for everybody. So just see what, like what feels good for you. What feels like a good thing that would support you in your life and something you want to try. And if not, just let it go. doesn't have to even be a thing that bothers you. So first as a mom that's grieving your grief is your responsibility and nobody else's nobody else can do the grief work for you this is something that is fully and completely yours it's your life it's your grief with that it's also not up to others in your life to tell you how you should handle it or how you are supposed to grieve this is a deeply personal journey and a process that we each have to navigate on our own. And it can be a very lonely journey in so many ways because it's so personal and so many parts you just have to do on your own. Community, connection, sharing with others is helpful. And it would be nice if you got the validation from everyone in your life, like you feel like you need it. But in the end, it's your grief and up to you. And when you seek validation from others in your life, you are putting your grief and your heart in somebody else's hands. Who might think your grief is too much? Who might think that you need to do it differently? Who maybe thinks that you are grieving too much? Maybe you're changed too much, sitting in the past too much. 
whatever that may be. So it's kind of like, I'm not sure why we do that. Why do we give it to someone else saying, here, tell me how I'm supposed to grieve. Tell me how, you know, I should be doing it. But the validation you need is from yourself. Knowing that you are doing the be- what is best for you in your grief to sit with the pain and process the emotions, to grieve in a physical, mental, and emotional way. Letting you be in charge of what that looks like for you, not someone else who doesn't fully get what it feels like to be you. So I said this is a fine line, and this is the other side that I want to talk to you about. Your grief is yours and very personal, and it also affects those in your life around you your husbands, your friends, your other children, whoever it may be. As a grieving mom, so often it can feel like you are doing everything you can to hold yourself together and yet your world continues to crumble around you. When you are in a relationship, everything can't always be only about you. The relationships in your life can be greatly affected, especially if the people in your life are not comfortable with grief or with the strength and enormity of your pain. I know when you are the one grieving, it feels so unfair. It's so frustrating. Like they should be okay with it and it shouldn't affect them this way. But if it is, it is. (laughs) And, And it's such a hard thing, but getting angry about it doesn't change it. I'm not saying you can't get angry about it, but trying to force the issue or change it isn't going to change it. So here's the thing that I want to get at. When your grief and expression of grief and how much you've changed and your sadness and pain affects your relationships in your life, where it feels like your marriage is going to end or your other kids don't want to be around you anymore, or it seems like nobody wants to be around you, that's a very hard thing. I just want to acknowledge that for a moment because your grief is real and it needs to be felt. And yet, if your relationships matter to you and you want to have these relationships, you have to find a way to grieve in a way that feels right for you without furthering the gap and creating a bigger division in your relationship. A starting point could be listening to the How to Have Hard Conversations podcast, which is episode number 129. So if you begin to have these open and very hard conversations with the people in your life about what their needs are and what your needs are and how you can best support each other. But another thing that's important is that if you want to keep your relationships, like I said earlier, it can't always be only about you. And this is very difficult for me to say because I do think more often than not, moms put themselves on the back burner. They people please. They want to make everybody else happy and they put their grief on hold for others. And I think it's very important for you to like get present with what you are doing in your life because it's so important to feel and process. But there is a will a place deep inside of us that can put grief on a shelf for a moment to be able to interact and be in the world, not pretending to be okay, but making an effort to be okay. 
This is a gift that you can give those in your life because of course they are worried about you. They love you and they want you to be okay. They care about you and they want to know that everything is going to be okay. And while it might not feel like you will ever be okay, creating a sense of normalcy might help. Something that you can try to support you as you move through your grief and also try to navigate all of your relationships in your life um, is this. Let's let's say you are with your husband and your husband has a really t- hard time with your grief. So this causes a lot of friction and tension in your relationship. I think most people would say, well, then your husband just needs to learn how to deal with your grief. And remember, this is a relationship. And if you want to keep this relationship, how do you honor yourself while at the same time respecting the way your husband is grieving? How do you give yourself time to grieve and also honor your husband's own and different grief journey? Okay, so this is what I was going to dive into. This is the thing you can try. When grief comes up for you at a time that feels not ideal or you don't have the time to work through it right now, say with your husband or something that, you know, it's like, okay, this is not really the best time. You can tell your mind and your body. Okay, I feel that you need to come out, but right now is not a good time. I'm going to deal with you at X time. I will make time to sit and process that. It's just not right now. And the most important thing to remember is that by doing this, you don't kick the can down the road and keep pushing it off for another day, but that you actually do take the time to sit with it. That's very, very important. Not just like, Oh yeah, I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. No, when you feel that come up, you're really promising yourself, okay, right now is not a good time. We're not going to feel this right now, but you know, on the drive home when I'm by myself or when I get home, I'm going to go over here and sit by myself and I'm going to sit with this pain and feel this pain and do whatever it is that helps you process and feel and move through the pain. But When you do that, you can stay present where you're at and know that you are also taking care of yourself and the grief inside of you, that everything doesn't have to be felt right here, right now, and that you can have spaces or times in your life where you don't allow the emotions to overwhelm you. I am always an advocate for feeling, processing, and moving through emotions, but there's also a different side of it that you need to be able to function and live life too. So how do you personally navigate that in your life? That's something I want you to just think about, to ponder. How can you allow yourself to feel while also, you know, navigating the relationships you have in your life and also getting the stuff done that you need to have in your life while allowing yourself to feel and process and really learn how to feel the emotions of what such a horrific thing that has happened to you. So... Another perspective that I wanted to dive into is putting it through the emotional framework. Say, your husband tells you, as an example, that he doesn't like when you cry. He says that to you and you get so hurt because you're thinking things like, he should be okay with me crying. He should be there to support me and hold me and hug me. He shouldn't say that kind of thing to me. What in the world do these thoughts cause you? At least for me, they would cause deep suffering because 
especially if my husband repeatedly said he doesn't like when I cry and I kept thinking that he shouldn't say that and I kept thinking that that's not okay and you're not supposed to say those kind of things I would be so angry I would be hurt I would be in a place of suffering because I'm fighting with what is so of course you get to decide if you want to continue this relationship then you have to make peace with this in some way because trying to change your husband isn't going to help either of you and saying he should be doing something different than he is is only fighting with reality and also causing you suffering so let's say again that your husband tells you he doesn't like when you cry how do you want to feel when he says that maybe you do want to feel upset and think that he shouldn't say that and that's fine too but what if you could think something like of course he doesn't like it when I cry it hurts him to see me cry he loves me so much all he wants for me is to be happy and to know that I'm okay Notice how those thoughts change the result of the emotion and the feeling that you get in your life. And thinking those kind of things might not make you happy. Like thinking that, of course, he doesn't like it when I cry. It hurts him to see me cry. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're like, okay, I'm totally fine with that. It just might open up some more compassion. It might give you a little bit more understanding about where he's coming from there might be some other thoughts that you could try on too like of course he doesn't like it when I cry he's trying to not think about it and this is a strong reminder of the pain that's underneath for him and when you can come from like a not angry place but really compassionate and just holding that space for him and knowing that it doesn't have to mean anything about you That's just the reason why he doesn't like you to cry. So there's just a few different perspectives. I hope that you can think about what your life has, your relationships, and how you can hold space for yourself and hold space for someone else in your life who might be grieving a lot differently than you. And I hope this episode can give you a few ideas of something that you can add to your life. I am always rooting for you. I'm always thinking of you and praying for you. And I want you to know that you are never alone, truly. You got this, my friends. See you next week. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Grieving Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.